It makes it easier for us to uh, do the intro if we've already done the interview, because <laughs> then true. our predictions become yeah, accurate. That's true. <laughs> we look like geniuses. <laughs> that's a good point. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are in the heart of Arlington County, of course. I'm speaking of Clarendon, back again for episode 202 of Pace the Nation. And a really interesting show to get to, an exciting big show to get to. I've got a couple of co-hosts, but I'm going to bring in, I'm going to go off script, and to my left bring in... My first co-host, Wavy Docs. Docs, what's up? Well, then how am I supposed to react to what you guys said? <laughs> that's true. That's, my <laughs> that's, that's true. All right. Well, let's bring in what, what we're going to we're going to introduce her. She's been on the program many times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know her really, really well. Uh, it's my wife, Julie Cully. She's going to co-host the show for us today. Julie. How are you? I'm great. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I hope lying. I don't kick off, kicked <laughs> off after the first episode together, but well, Thank you. she's been on the show many times before, mm-hmm. but this time in the official role of a co-host. Um, no, she co-hosted uh, the Heather Stevens show. Oh, too. that's right. Okay. When right. I was down in Florida. That's right. That's right. When uh, I was down on my Florida trip to spring yeah. break. <laughs> so inside. Uh, so uh, Julie's going to be joining us uh, hopefully semi-regularly on the program. Uh, Tess Strike, of course, is still going to be a regular co-host. She's gotten super busy at work. Oh, and I thought she was suspended. No, we're, not, we're not talking no, about that. No, no, it's not anything to do with oh, okay. anything nefarious. Uh, Tess uh-huh. is is doing a fantastic job for Pace the Nation. Uh, she just has gotten super busy at, at her other job. Where there are some listeners from her work, so um, we hope they continue to listen, even if Tess isn't on the program. Uh, but Tess will be back with us. Well, uh, let's I'm lie hoping. to them and tell them that <laughs> Tess will be on later on in the show, yeah, yeah, towards the very, yeah, very end. Yeah, so you have, last, to listen, yeah. you have to listen all the way through to get to that. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Tess will be back, uh, we're hoping, for next week. Uh, but a great big show to get to today, and excited to have uh, Julie on board uh, helping us out today because we're going to talk to her friend uh, and former training partner, uh, two-time Olympian, 29-time U.S. champion, uh, just a running legend. Molly Huddle is going to join us on the program today. Uh, excited to have Molly on the phone. She's uh, training for the World Championships, I believe, in Doha, Dohu, uh, Qatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, I, I have a problem. I with think that was the. I think you nailed the the uh, regional dialect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the people, the people who aren't from there. There's multiple ways to pronounce yeah. it too. Yeah, well, but you got it like with the locals. That's what the locals. Well, call it's, it. it's just the most important. I mean, everybody's uh, pronouncing Qatar differently. It's Qatar. It's Qatar. I mean, it's so I, I would I would assume that. No, uh, it's just the American way, and yeah, then the rest true. of the world. That's that's probably true. Yeah, like Notre Dame College and Notre Dame. Yes, and she went to Notre Dame uh, College, College. Yeah. yes, which uh, also inside. But uh, excited to have Molly on the program today. Uh, she is a, a guest of previous Pace Nation programs uh, a couple times, I, I believe. Uh, well, maybe just the one time after the 12K Championship, and then she joined us on episode 200. Right. Uh, so Molly will be on the program. Um, excited to catch up with Molly Huddle. 
Uh, also on today's program, uh, we've been off for a couple weeks because mostly because Docs was out of town. Don't blame this on me. <laughs> so uh, I was out of town for uh, one week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I, I was uh, in charge of, uh, of getting his mail, and uh, yeah. I run by his house regularly, and I have a story well, from that uh, one time that I picked up his mail. Oh, you only got it once? No, I, I got it multiple times, oh, but there was okay. one notable time that I okay. wanted to bring up. Uh, so I haven't heard the story, so I'm like, no. let's jump into it. Uh, no, so we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on on the program. Uh, we also want to talk <laughs> since the um, since the, uh, the the World Cup soccer's over. We got to talk sports. Let's talk uh-huh. some baseball today. Okay, just uh, we, a little bit. We've had uh, some tweets about uh, some baseball topics, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll talk some baseball uh, later in the program. And I will go. I will tell you every World Series winner since 1969. <laughs> Now I'll just reference the show that you did that, so you can oh, okay. tune in there and okay. listen to him do that. It's a tweet episode. Uh, so also, uh, finally, uh, I want to talk about um, our kids' birthday party that's coming up. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. I know Spoiler. it's not, not really running related, but there'll be a lot of runners there. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll talk about that later on the program. Um, but uh, before we do that, well, the the kids' birthday party is coming up, but it already happened. Right, exactly. In the space-time it's, continuum. Yeah, so you can't crash the kids' party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we actually, <laughs> I just ordered the food. So. Yeah, I know. It's, we don't have enough for all the listeners. Um, so uh, but before we do that, uh, let's catch up with our, our co-host here, uh, Julie. Um, you guys haven't talked in a while? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you were on the program in the infancy stages of the, of, of the show. I believe you were still training at the time. Um, and obviously you made the Olympics in 2012, professional runner for ASICs for many years. Um, tell the audience what you do now. I am a mom. Mm-hmm. I have a one-year-old. He just turned one. We have a one-year-old. Yes. Who just turned one a couple weeks ago. Those two. Yeah. 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 And a three-year-old. Yep. Right. Almost three. Also those two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not dogs. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm a mom and I'm the director of track and field at Georgetown. So I think um, that's been something we've talked a little bit about in the past. But we are concluding the end of the summer right now. So we've got uh, part of the team coming back this weekend for preseason. Um, more members of the team coming back midway through the week next week. Georgetown starts new student orientation at the end of next week. So we're rolling into that kind of hectic, very exciting because it's so fun to have everybody come back and a summer full of training and fitness. But um, we're getting started with cross country season soon. So it's that like... Chris, we talk about this like when the weather starts to get a little bit oh, better yeah. and you know the marker of it as being the start of football season <laughs> yep. and preseason, yep. which is usually a tough time for me in our household. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's that time of year. We're starting to think a little bit more towards September and the fall and um, cross country for those of us who ran when we were younger and participated in it. It's just an awesome time of year. It is so. the best time of year. Uh, and it is a tough, not only preseason, but being a Redskins fan, it's tough for her. The Washington football team. Yeah. Throughout right the season. Right now it's okay because there's still hope. Yeah, it's usually like hope. the second week yeah. of September that things start to go downhill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we, uh, we're going to talk uh, baseball later, so we don't have to talk too much about football. But I wanted to ask you about um, your athlete who competed, who was on Pace the Nation a few weeks ago, Gisette Norris. Um, what an amazing season uh, she's done at Georgetown, right? Yeah. And do you have any update on what she's doing or what's next for her? So Josette signed with an agent um, before the U.S. Championships, and um, she actually just concluded two visits um, with two training groups this week. So she's looking to run professionally. 
Um, the club system is very different now than it was even 10 years or so ago, but there are great opportunities within these clubs where they actually pay the athletes. Um, there's paid coaches. It's a full-time situation. Um, so she's looking at two different groups, I think, pretty specifically right now, and she's looking to make a decision. So she's on a break. Um, I wish she was going to stay around the Georgetown area, but the, she's got these amazing opportunities ahead of her, and, and you can't turn that down. So so she uh, was on our program after she was fourth at uh, the NCAA meet and then competed, and we're going to talk to Molly about this meet as well, at the USA Championships, uh, USA Professional Track and Field Championships. How did that go for her? It was great. Um, it was definitely a long time past mm-hmm. the NCAA championships. It was really, I, I, we thought she did an absolutely amazing job of, um, you know, maintaining composure over those last couple of weeks in training. Um, she PR'd twice, so she ran 410 and 1529, mm. 410 in the 1500 and 1529 in the 5,000 meters, which were massive um, PRs. She hadn't broken um, I believe 420 or 16 minutes coming into this year. So she had mm. just an incredible outdoor season, um, indoor leading into outdoors, and then finished 12th at the U.S. Championship. So she was kind of riding the edge at that point. She was um, kind of on the back end and starting to, you know, teeter on that point of just being a little tired in the season. So we had hoped for maybe a little higher placement wise, but um, we thought she did a beautiful job in that field and, you know, had that championship been three or four weeks uh, earlier as it normally is I think she would have finished even higher she's uh she's such a good kid um can I say is that offensive to call her no she's no you're an old man yeah um and I understand that when she does pick a training group she's going to break the news on pace the nation yes yeah I should okay yeah Yeah. let's do that yeah all right so that is and then make those other competing training groups they have to listen to the show to find out yeah that's Mm -hmm. a great idea you know she actually would probably like that because she probably doesn't want to make that phone call oh perfect (laughs) it might be a little easier we'll be the platform that's a great idea docs all right well, we're going to talk more about that uh, U.S. championships that uh, Gisette was at, you were at. Uh, also, our next guest, Molly Huddle, was there. Uh, she won the 10K in uh, her 29th national title, her 29th U.S. title. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, she she uh, is going to the world championships in Doho, Qatar, uh, and that's coming up in September. But right now, we got Molly Huddle joining us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Julie, we are excited to be joined by a legend in the sport, two-time Olympian, a friend of the show. I'm going to call her a friend of the show. She's been on the show mm-hmm. twice officially. This is her chance to dispute that. Yes, it's Molly Huddle. Molly, how are you? Good. Hey, guys. How are you? We are doing great. Um, I'd call you a friend of the show. I think that's fair, right? I think that's fair. I'm definitely a friend of um, your uh, co-host today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, just This, this docs, interview would have gone way different if she disagreed with you. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a very risky well, question out of the bat. It's a good thing that we have Julie on today because I'm not sure we would be in the level the level of friend of, friend of the yeah. show, but today uh-huh. she is. Um, but awesome. Uh, Molly, thank you so much for your time. I uh, appreciate um you joining us. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but I want to talk about, let's start with running. And congrats, which is not fun. Which is, <laughs> I mean, it's, kind of, uh, it's, it's fun. I, I'm going to pepper her with some, some uh-huh. oddball questions towards okay. the end. But 
Uh, congratulations uh, on your 10K championship uh, there in Des Moines last month. Uh, your 29th U.S. title. Just 29? <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> um, congrats. Uh, how, how, how was that? How, tell, tell us about uh, the, the U.S. champs. Thanks. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a comeback race after the marathon for myself and Emily Sisson. So we um, we were pretty fit in the spring, but we took a little break. So we kind of had to rush back for USAs. And luckily, um, the first half of the race was really slow and tactical. So we were saying it was more like a hard 5K, which I think we were um, pretty ready for something like that. Mm-hmm. So we, the way the qualifying system works, only three of us had the qualifying time, so our strategy was to kind of let it go a little slower in the beginning, obviously, to not lead anyone to that time. And um, the last bit of the race was pretty spicy, so yeah. we we wound it up a little bit, and I think that maybe favored me of a better kick. Luckily, I was able to to kind of wind it down, and I felt decently good that day, so I was thrilled. You know, it definitely wasn't... Um, Win was not a guarantee by any means for me, sure. so I was very happy, very happy, very grateful, and excited to to run in Doha in a few um, months. <laughs> I mean, it's September twenty eighth. It's it's still you know a little over a month away, which is crazy that you're going to have to keep it going. Uh, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to me, it's crazy that you were in London. Uh, you, you do this big build up and you run the London Marathon, set a PR. But I remember reading uh, about that race that you were like. I'm going to drop out. I mean, it didn't go, I mean, usually PRs you think of just everything uh, turning up really well and, and going really well, but that, that wasn't the case for you. Yeah. Like I felt really rough pretty early in that race. And I think that's just a testament to how fast that course is, you know, that you can have a bad day and you might still run like decently fast. Um, I definitely was like numerous minutes off of the time I was hoping to have, mm-hmm. but um, at the end of the day, you know, I I'm glad I stuck it out because <clears throat> I wasn't sure if I would need a clock like a a time for the Olympics the uh, Olympic trials coming up. Right. It, it turns out now you don't need it because it's a gold double race. But at that time I was like, at least it gets that out of the way. And it is a technical 10 second PR. So you know what? I can't really <laughs> afford to complain about something like that. <laughs> right. I, I know before you were thinking you, I think you end up running 226, and before you thought you were kind of in 222 shape. Um, you know, 226 is incredible. Uh, 222 would have been even more incredible. Are you a marathon? Are you a 10K runner? Are you, uh, what are you? All of the above. Yeah. I mean, what, what is it? What are we focusing <laughs> think, on here? Yeah. The, the focus is the marathon, but I think for me, I'm for me to run my best marathon. I'm someone who has to use, I think my strengths come from like track training, but obviously you can't, you can't just do track training for a marathon. You do have to do the long runs and the tempo runs. So our strategy that's worked the best so far has been to do a track buildup and then follow that with a marathon buildup. So that's why we kind of keep going back and forth because I, I always have the best buildups when I do like five or six months of track stuff rather mm-hmm. than trying to do like two marathons a year. Like that's just kind of what we found works for my body. So, um, yeah, the focus is the Olympic trials marathon, but I'm I'm lucky enough to be able to go back to the track and still make a team. So I so I'm going to definitely do my best there, and then um, hopefully that gets some speed back in my legs and launches me into a good marathon cycle. Molly, that's awesome, and I just want to step back to um, your race in Des Moines for a second here. I got a chance to talk to Ray, your coach, Ray Tracy, um, a couple days after 
the event and I don't know if he was just you know proud coach but it seemed like the tactics that you guys had going into it um, certainly played massively in your favor um, with the with you guys just being three people in the field that had the qualifier but I thought it was so interesting that he sent you guys to the front you and Emily both and um, basically just told you to slow the pace down Right. And so it's it's kind of cool that you're at a stage in your career where, you know, people kind of fall in line with that tactic. Like no one went out and tried to to make the race to change that time. And I also thought it was pretty incredible. And I think people need to know this, that that second 5K was something around like 1520. He said that you guys wound it down uh, to close the race. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. And it was funny. He didn't want us to go too slow for too long because he was like, I know you guys aren't super sharp right now. So like, I don't want, like, if you go too slow for too long, you might let someone in there for the win who you normally would drop. So so I think Emily was trying to wind it up because that was her best shot to win. And then if I was still there with two laps to go, I think they knew that like I probably had the edge. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I think it was interesting that like, like we almost expected um, someone else to take the lead when it was going so slow in an attempt to maybe get the time because the time isn't uh, the weather wasn't so bad that the time was unreachable. And yeah, it was funny how just no one really went around us or no one really like, I felt, we felt like people were looking to us to do something and we were kind of like surprised (laughs) that that's that's how that went. That's some respect. You got to feel good about (laughs) that. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it, it was, um, we weren't sure it would go that way. You know, we kind of thought people would maybe take their fate into their own hands because that's, that's kind of what I just expected. That's what I would have done maybe, but um, it was an unusual, yeah, it was definitely an unusual first couple laps and Ray was screaming at us at certain points <laughs> to do certain things. So he was very much involved in the tactics. <laughs> what, what was your plan if somebody did take off? Yeah, we had tried to think of a few different um, scenarios and we thought it, it would be most likely that someone would um, maybe like a team would work together to trade off laps, maybe to aim for the, the A standard, uh, which was um, 3150 flat, I believe 3150 mm-hmm. to around there. Um, yep. And we were just going to go with them. You know, we figured it would be pretty hard to drop us, but um, we would still have to make sure we had something left for the end. So do, do, do it would have been tough. Do other runners get upset when you're kind of dictating the pace? Because you did come through the first half and, like, for you guys, pretty slow at 16, I think I read 1628 or 1625 or something. Are they – or 1638, I'm sorry. Uh, are they upset? Um, I think they were just surprised. I yeah. don't think anyone was upset because we weren't, like, blocking. We weren't, like, playing defense. We were just, like, not leading. <laughs> so, right. There's plenty of opportunities yeah. for someone else to take That's the lead. True. But I, I just think it's really cool because I think that dynamic has shifted so much in distance running over the last, like, 10 years or so because there's so many more teams and there's a little bit more like team style racing and certainly more in women's running than Mm -hmm. we've seen in a long time and there were a couple like you and Emily are are training partners and so you could kind of tag team with each other but there were several other groups in the race that could have done something similar yeah that's a huge advantage I think too if you're racing with a teammate like I know Emily and I will the last couple races we've been trading off laps or trading lead and then we understand you know with like a mile or two to go you race but then um you know you see it with some of the Bowerman Bowerman women and some of the NAZ crew that like if you have each other it's kind of an advantage to be able to work together 
to something like that. So, um, yeah, definitely, it's definitely a good thing to have in your pocket. <laughs> so you, that's your 29th title, which is incredible. Um, you, uh, you, you were right in front of your teammate, Emily there. She was in front of you at, at so you kind of guys traded places. She was in front of you at London. You're in front of her there at the 10 K. So 29 titles. I mean, what is that? I mean, you know, it's only one more than you had before the uh, 10K there, but it just seems like a, a, an incredible number. I, I think I read on FlowTrack that um, you're tied with Dina Castor for the second most number of national titles in the 10K and only behind Lynn Jennings. Um, 29 titles. I mean, that's just so great. Cr- it's a testament to your consistency and just how good you've been forever I guess forever consistently consistently i guess is the word it's definitely something special i think some of the road titles are easy to stack up because you can do so many in a year like i think a track only runner would just not have the volume of opportunities right. to get that many in right so i think that i'm i've always been someone who bounces between the road and the track um but I, yeah, definitely that some of the road races have been my best races. Like I'm not saying they were easy wins by any means, but, um, it's, yeah, it's just consistency is part of staying healthy and part staying motivated. And, um, I definitely have had a few stinkers in there, but, um, <laughs> mostly being consistent, I guess, is another kind of talent. So uh, it's not as, maybe it, not as glamorous. No, as it's, a, a, huge, big win, it's a huge but skill it's cool. <laughs> to stay healthy and yeah. consistent. It's a huge skill. Well, uh, the, the you know last time I think we caught up uh, in a longer format was uh, the 12k you mentioned the the mm-hmm. titles uh, where you set the world record in the 12k running 3750 <laughs> in Alexandria um, so I, I think Docs that was the last time we caught up and you, you probably have good memories of uh, there was probably uh-huh. something you wanted to add to that 12k uh, oh and title. the 12k we're yeah. still waiting for the oversized check oh that's what it was <laughs> he's still, <laughs> So, so the oversized check, yeah, yeah she just left it there, mm-hmm. I think. I think, <laughs> I think it's hanging record. up on the wall from somebody who's like the God, who cleans the rooms. It, it would have been, been such <laughs> in the hotel. It would been such good, yeah. for, good. Uh, it would have been a good poster for our uh, yeah. uh, our studio here. Yeah, it didn't fit in the overhead compartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, you you do this consistently. You've done this so long consistently, and a big reason is because of the training group, Ray Tracy training group that you have uh where are you training tell us about your group that you're with um i'm with the uh i guess i don't know that we really have a name right um the the people ray tracy coaches after college and um (laughs) that's a good name name. yes you get (laughs) t-shirts yeah (laughs) so right now he's coaching um he has a decent group in ocean state so that's the more immediate college grads like jordan mann millie Palladino, um bria larda um, Reagan Rome is in there. Uh, Ashling Cuff and her husband Colin. So there's like a decent group there. Uh, Emily's sister Annika just joined that group, and then um, me and Emily kind of go off and do our own thing in Arizona half the year. We tra- do most of our training together, and then Ray's also coaching Ben True at the moment. And I might be missing some people. He sure. he coaches a lot of post collegians, but um, we do about I do half the year in Providence and half the year in Arizona. So right now we're in Flagstaff getting ready for uh, the world championships. Now, and I got, I got to just throw this in here. Sorry. You mentioned Arizona, you and Julie used to train together in Arizona uh, a few <laughs> years, a few years ago, you went to my aunt and uncle's house one time and Julie actually has a poster 
in in that in that house uh, in one of, in one of the rooms. Do you remember seeing that poster when you went to my aunt and uncle's house? I don't remember the poster. I think we just I their house was awesome. We just yes. I remember being in the living room and we had some nice time in the backyard, but I do not yeah. remember. Yeah, all right. The well, there's a poster. <laughs> She's like an adopted kid of theirs and one of our loyal listeners is their son Carter, and it's a, the poster is actually in his room. So, anyways, I just wanted to. He's throw, very throw, happy to hear that you I'll, don't remember the poster. Wanna, <laughs> so, wanna, great answer, th- Molly. I wanted to throw that in there, but why, why Arizona? Because I mean, I think I know the answer, but I want to hear you tell us why why you train half the year. He doesn't Arizona. know the answer. That's what you say when you don't know the answer. <laughs> the the short answer is that we see John Ball at Maximum mm-hmm. Mobility. Um, he's our chiropractor, and he. Does he keeps us healthy, which is like the first thing you need to run to be consistently <laughs> racing well. Um, so we get to see him for a couple months, and then we started going to Arizona because um, when I got to Providence in 2000 and uh, summer of 2007, they wanted to go on a training camp for warm weather in the winter, and they went to Florida the first year, but the second year, um, Roisin McGettigan, who I trained with. Uh, wanted to go to Arizona and I remember being kind of resistant because I liked Florida but uh-huh. um, we, we met John in Arizona and uh, he kind of nipped a few injuries in the bud really early for me and so I just realized you know that was my best season ever that year that that was so important and we just that was our winter training camp that we were going to go on anyway so we just kept doing that every year and uh, he, it's been great to work with him he's like a miracle worker <laughs> that's awesome yeah he is great um, Emily comes with you now uh, every year yep Wow, that's that's fantastic. Um, also, I know a key uh, part of your team is your husband Kurt. Um, does he run with you? I see. I, I love your tweets. It's at Molly Huddle on Twitter and at Molly Huddle mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, so, does it, for the listeners, stop what you're doing. Give her a follow on both of those platforms, um, and you see pictures sometimes of Kurt running, sometimes of Kurt biking. Um, how important is he to you? All that you do with your running. Yeah, he's been great. Um, he does begrudgingly do bits and pieces of workouts with me. He's running just enough to stay fit enough to hop in and out of workouts. So, right. you know, it's as painful for him as it is for us. So he's a trooper there. Um, and, yeah, he's just great at supporting. But, you know, like the marathon workouts, it's, it's hard to do them by yourself. You kind of need someone helping you out with fueling and um, some of them are so long that you just want someone there in case anything goes wrong. Like you don't want to be like 15 miles away from your house and get a <laughs> Achilles strain or something. So yeah, he'll ride along in the car and, and a lot of people have that kind of support at this level. So, um, that's, it's been great that he's been able to travel with me and, and do kind of some, he's kind of like raise eyes when we're away. Cause he's a coach workout. too, right? I mean, he coaches. Yeah. He has his, his own group with new England distance mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, definitely just like actual like pacing support and nutritional support and uh, emotional support. So yeah, he's huge behind the scenes guy. <laughs> so I have a question though. So if you guys, or if it's you and, and Emily doing most of your training together and Kurt is hopping in, is he like, you know, pushing Emily off to the side at times? <laughs> like, is he intervening? Is he like helping her miss a water bottle out there so that his wife gets the advantage? Like, yeah. how, how does that dynamic work? Uh, well, actually, he usually paces when I don't have Emily. So if we do something apart, it's so I'm not completely alone. Usually if Emily is there, we don't really need someone pacing us. Although the last couple workouts we have had, um, Emily's husband has hopped in. So 
um, when it's the two of us, it's definitely doable without a pacer. But yeah, he's it's fair. You know, if Kurt will pace the odd lap, Shane will pace the odd lap. So it evens out. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't know. We kind of went over this fast earlier. She said something that I thought was interesting. You said something that I thought was interesting. Um, you called yourself more of a marathoner than a track runner. Is that kind of breaking news here on Pace the Nation? Have you come out and said that before, that you're a marathoner? I mean, obviously you're going to run the Olympic trials in probably both, I would imagine. But you see yourself more mm-hmm. as a marathoner? I think that's just the focus right now. Like everything we're doing is – pointing towards you know was pointing towards london and is now pointing towards the marathon trials as like the main focus um but i think my my personal path to get there does involve like some faster running and some track running so um i don't know yeah i feel like it's been that way the last couple years i've just been trying to get a handle on the marathon it's been it's been the main focus it's just um i still managed to fit in a couple other shorter races because oh, I like think the world, ha- the, the, the world championships and the U.S. championships. Those, those short, those other yeah, little just kind of fit them in, yeah, yeah. squeeze them in there. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely not saying we're not 100 percent focused on the, the world championships. I just yeah. think trying to get into peak 10k shape, and then that launches me into a better build up than just going marathon build up to marathon build up. So, um, which is good because I really enjoy the track, but the marathon is kind of the challenge I feel like I'm still working on like I'm still kind of get trying to get like the mastery of that event I don't know if I ever will but I'm that's the main uh focus and that's kind of what we're trying to trying to perfect right now so (laughs) so Molly what will the um what will the transition look like from the world championships into the fall and then preparing for the trials uh next year what what's that going to look like for you and then I also have another question too because I know I'm not supposed to ask two questions at the same time. But you know I'll jump in. And but I know I'll you're going to jump in and cut me off, so <laughs> right, right. I have to, like, own right, the mic yeah, when is, I've got the mic. I'm not sure, Docs, we're going to need her on another show. Yeah, I think this we're might, starting to rival here <laughs> too Am much. I even allowed to talk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, before Chris jumps in and asks another question, so I want to know about what that the plan is for you guys transitioning into uh, the marathon trials. But I also want to know, just as a coach, and I know my athletes are always so curious about this with pros, what does your downtime look like? So when you come off mm-hmm. the world championships, what does that several week period look like? Do you go on vacation? Do you just rest? Do you go home? What What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Like the marathon uh, built trials buildup isn't too long after world championships because world is so late this year. So, you know, we raced the last day of February um, for the trials, marathon trials, and your buildup is probably going to start in November or so. And our race, in Doha is the last day of September. So you do need to take, you know, maybe two weeks off. Um, I actually might try and add uh, a half marathon a couple weeks later, if we feel like I can um, run a fast time there. So I'm probably going to take a two week break. What does that mean? Two week break is totally not running. Yeah. Uh, if I like to run like maybe three miles every other day, but mm. I've had a break where I couldn't do that. And I had to take the full two to three weeks off. Like after London, I had a little bit of a foot problem and that was, I really didn't run very much. Um, which is fine. It's just, I like to get out. Like, I think it kind of helps to prevent any niggles when you do come back. If you kind of use your running muscles a little bit on mm. your break, but, um, 
Yeah, and you, you can do, like, Ray just gives us free reign to do whatever we want for two weeks. I think he prefer we do, like, a couple runs, but it's refreshing. And we'll probably launch into the build-up. I mean, I've done a little bit of cross-training, too. It's kind of just active recovery for two weeks. And if, you know, I think one year we did go on vacation. I'm not a huge vacation person, so it was like... <laughs> It was like that one that one year out of the last decade I've been running. We went on vacation. Um, Pretty and, fun for Kurt. Uh, yeah, I know. Poor <laughs> Kurt, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's what it's going to look like. I, I'll probably just, you know, hang out at home, and um, we'll be getting back into training probably early November, and we'll probably go to altitude uh maybe a month out from the trials, maybe a month and a half out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be getting our hill work in. We heard it's a hilly course. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, pretty focused. Like we're not going to go anywhere for Christmas, not going to go anywhere for new year's. Like we're going to be training pretty hard in the winter. So, um, as will everyone else. <laughs> it sounds like my schedule, except I don't have any big races coming up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Molly, you, you famously said last time that, that your weeks are 12 days long. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you get a 24-day break? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, weirdly, that break is, is a business week. <laughs> so it's more like a 10-day. So, it's, so, you get the, so your actual training weeks, that's not fair. Your work weeks are actually 12 days. I'm sorry. That's really funny to us. Go back and listen to the last time she was on. It, will, it makes sense to all the other listeners. <laughs> but your but your but your downtime is uh, uh you're hard on yourself. That's good. Um, well, I uh, I wanted to talk to you quickly about uh, or not quickly either way about um, one of your great sponsors. You got great sponsors, but uh, a partner of ours here at Pacers Running and Pace the Nation is Saucony. Uh, they've been with you the entire time. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Since 2007, when I first graduated. Wow, that's incredible. I mean, tell tell me about Saucony. Why are they? I'm wearing my my switchbacks right now. I'm um, from from Saucony. It's a trail shoe from Saucony. I'm tightening them up with the boa lacing. Lacing. I, I mean, I, I love I love the brand. Tell me what you love about the brand. Yeah, I love the brand. You know, they believed in me from the beginning, which I find pretty special. Um, I hadn't won an NCAA title coming out of college, but I think they saw that I was consistent and I, they knew I was going with Ray. So he's a very respected coach. And I think they, they thought I could eventually, um, you know, improve a lot and, and hopefully make teams, which I've been able to do with their support because uh, I've been able to run full time mm-hmm. um, since they've been they've been supporting my running dreams for the last basically 12 years. I think we're coming up on 12 years now. Um, and yeah, they've been really great to work with. Um, they're always calling us in for some feedback on shoes and, um, they're always innovating with the shoe stuff and they're definitely working on a cool marathon shoe. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been great working with them. It's been great being in New England, just like an hour up the road. Um, and yeah, I like what they're doing. I like the the run for good. Yeah, <laughs> again, follow her on <laughs> follow her uh, at Molly Huddle, and you'll you'll you do post um, some great stories and and retweet a lot of the stuff that they're doing. Um, what what shoes specifically do you wear? I, I'm really looking forward to this new shoe. I know Jared Ward was testing some out, and, and you're testing some out with this new racer that they have. What what shoe do you wear, um, kind of on a regular basis from them? Um, my current rotation is the Freedom, the um, Canvara, and the Triumph. I've been liking okay. a lot lately. 
yeah. so that that's those are kind of my like tempo slash regular running shoes. And then on the track, I love their their endorphin, mm-hmm. which they don't really make anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> they make it for you. Um, yeah, sorry guys, that's <laughs> great. But they're I I also wear the Carrera a lot. It's technically a cross country spike, but it's like pretty great on the track. It's really light, so. Um, I think that's a great spike because you can just do anything in it really. So awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. They have some, they definitely have a ton of options shoe wise. So we're lucky there. Yep. Um, another spot. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to call them a sponsor, but something that you're doing is, is writing for, for runner's world, which I think is awesome. Um, I was reading, are, is, are you a regular contributor now? What's the deal with that? Um, I've been writing an article like once a month mm-hmm. for about, not quite a year. I think we're coming up on a year. Yep. Um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, their editor, Scott Douglas, um, was reading something I put up on my website about confidence that I wrote for Kara Goucher's journal. Um, and he thought it would make a cool article. And so then it kind of just spun off from there, which I like, cause I do like writing and, um, who knows, maybe sometime when I'm done running, it'll be something I rely more on or I can do more with. So it's been a great opportunity to be able to, write a few pieces for them once in a while and use my non-running muscles. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I, I really like the uh, why and how to run outside your comfort zone. I'm going to give the four points that she gave and maybe you can comment, not on all four, but maybe you just comment a little bit about the article. But you said, create spaces for something new, race under and over your specialty, mix up workouts and explore new terrain. I think those are all four good lessons for our listeners who are runners. Um, Anything that you'd like to highlight about any of those four points? Um, I think it's more just like, I think we all know those things deep down, but it's Mm -hmm. just the actual push to kind of like not always do what's easy and not always do what you know you're going to be good at because it's hard. It's uncomfortable to kind of be like fumbling with something or struggling with something. But um, I think that's how you avoid like getting into a rut. And it's just, it just makes you, um, it keeps you on your toes and kind of keeps you always like, stimulated and improving and striving for something. So sometimes it just takes a bit of a push. So, um, even for me, like, especially for me, like, um, you like to do what you're good at and, uh, sometimes you just need that reinforcement. So I, and I, I agree. I mean, for you, I think consistency is, is, you know, a skill. I agree with you, but staying with it for so many years, it's such a grind. I think that this kind of tells you why you're able to do it. I mean, you've been doing it since, mm-hmm. you know, all your life, essentially, since you've been running in high school and college and then professionally since 2007. I mean, it's, I think the hardest part for you guys who are professional runners is to kind of just like stay in it mentally. And maybe this helps you do that. Yeah, I totally think that um, hopping into different road races and like I didn't try a half marathon until around, I think, 2014. So the focus was a lot on the 5K and 10K and then kind of jumping into longer road races was a whole new thing. And then from there, the marathon was kind of the next step. So it did did always keep me like trying new workouts and um, focusing on different, like the long run is more be, and it's just a lot more things to um, mix up in the training and just like the actual race too. So yeah, definitely the the extra learning curves keep you kind of engaged and they're not always easy. Like sometimes you're like, like, you know, you have a bad marathon and you're like, why did I decide to do this? But <laughs> what am I doing? Right. Um, it's the motivation is definitely there. So yeah, I think it's, it's definitely been important. 
Molly, tell us a little bit about your transition to the marathon. And I think anyone that knows you as a marathoner would talk about, you know, how fast you run and, and the places that you've gotten so far. But I think as your friend and, and someone who knows you fairly well, I think you feel like there's probably a lot of unfinished business and a ton of untapped potential in the marathon. Is that something that really drives you right now? Like, you know, coming off of London, how were you upset? Were you frustrated? And is that like a huge motivation for you going into next year? Yeah, definitely. Like, I really wanted to get kind of a PR that put me um, more on the level of some of the top women that are going to be stepping on the starting line at the Olympic trials, kind of that 222 range. Um, I do think, you know, the marathon is weird. You can't really compare courses. And, you know, so a fast time is definitely a confidence booster definitely a status symbol sort of but it's also like if you finish fairly high at a major you know that's that's also comparable so so yeah i've walked away from two new york marathons feeling good about the marathon and i've walked away from two spring marathons kind of like questioning it boston and london were both those yeah yeah Yeah, which like boston i think the weather was just made it really hard to determine anything but london we were kind of like okay like Obviously, you didn't feel very good, but, like, what does that mean for your – and the buildup wasn't, like, you know, the best buildup I ever had, but it wasn't the worst. So we were kind of like, okay, like, you got to do better than that. Like, what was that? So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely got me motivated to kind of, you know, get back to it on the track and have some performances I feel good about and just make sure I feel physically good going into the trials buildup and, and hopefully – compete with the women that have run 222 223 range and 221 and um even faster than i think jordan is like 220 high so you do need to be in yeah yeah like you need to be women need to be in that shape uh even if we run 235 at the trials or something really slow like you got to be in that shape to beat the right people so that's that's kind of what we're going to go for that's awesome when you when you look at you know kind of the transition into next year and you know you I don't know if you consider yourself kind of a newbie in the marathon or you've got, was it four now in total under your belt? Um, When you look at next year, are you just focused on the trials? Um, You know, someone like yourself who's made multiple Olympic teams, multiple world championship teams, you know, nothing is ever a given when it comes to our sport, but are you thinking about um, next spring? Are you thinking about um, the, the trials themselves? Or are you, are you dreaming a little bit about, uh, you know, what next summer could look like for you? Um, I think a, a lot of listeners kind of wonder, like, are you thinking about the Olympics already? Or are right. you thinking about that first mm-hmm. step and, and not even allowing yourself to move past that first step? I think um, as a distance runner in America, you can't really think past the trials. I mean, of course, you see reports of, like, how hot and humid it's going to be in Tokyo, and and that has to influence. I mean, there's people who are talking about whether they should even run the marathon because it's going to be so hot that it's getting, um, you know, it's one thing for it to be a really hot race and tactics become important and and i know that's how like meb and dina meddled in 04 but this Mm -hmm. is like tokyo is like really hot and humid so it's like more like dangerous than anything so you can't (laughs) you can't not think about those things um you have them in the back of your mind as far as like how big of a importance like like hot weather and humidity training will be but honestly yeah and and the uh landscape of 
U.S. women's distance running. Like I am, think, I'm only thinking ahead to the trials, and we'll see how they go. And if they don't go well, who knows? Like you might be switching back to the track in a couple of months. So, um, pretty much the whole focus is on that that trials marathon buildup right now for me. And uh, I know a lot of other um, really talented distance runners think that way too. You know, it's almost like a superstition. It's like unlucky to think past the trials or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we wanted to throw this out there for you. If you do need some acclimation training, I think Washington DC would Ooh, be a really good yeah. spot for you. <laughs> time. Um, I know yeah. Pro- Providence is still a few degrees cooler, cool. yeah. you know, than it is yep. down here. This could be a great spot. We know some people that could hook you up. Um, we got a Murphy bed downstairs. In our <laughs> our room. Yeah. It's not as comfortable. I'm yeah. sure as what your accommodations are there, but you could have both I'll, the I'll dog do and cat, your favorite <laughs> yeah. cuddling I'll up. babysit for free. It's yeah, <laughs> that would be a little too exhausting. Yeah. I promise. Um, all right, we, we're gonna get you out of here, but just a few quick things. We got a lot of stuff we want to cover here with Molly Huddle. Um, so, a f- couple quick things here. I think it's Artkin bracelets, uh, Molly Huddle donuts. What? Tell me about both those things. Are they related? Yeah, that was kind of a cool little collaboration. Um, Artican is these handmade, Artican. like hand-beaded bracelets yep. made in Kenya, and 10% of the proceeds go to clean water projects in Kenya, which that's what kind of um, perked my ears up when they contacted me. But they, you've, I think you've probably all seen them on some of the distance runners. Yeah. Like, they're these, these cool beaded bracelets, and they a lot of them have their names on them or a flag that they like or some kind of design, and so... They asked if I wanted to do a collaboration, and he showed me a design that that they had made up with the donuts. I thought it was super cute, and um, yeah, from there, it was trying to get get the donut bracelets out there, and actually, for my donut pack, uh, 10% of the proceeds go to the clean water projects in Kenya, and also 25%, I believe, um, of the proceeds go to New England Distance, which is the... running club that Kurt helps coach. And then they also do um, free middle school track and cross country programming in Providence, like city schools that didn't have it. So um, yeah, you'll be supporting youth distance running in Providence. If you buy a cool donut bracelet, it's win-win. All right, I, and I, I know for the sponsor, you, you love donuts, but I'm going to whisper here. You can just tell us you don't really eat donuts. Do you, <laughs> I, if you whisper, they won't really hear <laughs> I have to clarify, like, I eat, like, one donut a week, which uh, I think is, like, a okay. normal yeah, amount good. of donuts. Well, <laughs> normal, really for, normal for distance run. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I generally think our audience is a little bit more than one, one a week. There's too many options these days. There's all these, like, there's Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. There's, like, Don't all name these, names. Yeah, Stop I'm naming sorry. names. Okay. All right. Please. So, so I wanted to quickly <laughs> wait, give wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. How can people get those bracelets? Uh, they're on the Artican website, and I think they've temporarily sold out, but um, there may be a re-release coming up Awesome. Uh, the end of this month, so keep your eyes peeled. All right, so I believe you helped create the female running emoji that we have on our phones. Is that true? I, I'm i unsure. Um, yes, it's <laughs> true. I, it's true. She's got to take did, credit. Come on. I did formal – I, like, wrote up, like, a formal submission to the – there's, like, a – actual organization in charge of adding emojis Um, she does have a lot of time on her hands man (laughs) yes i do and so um myself and my friend roisin kind of like typed up this official proposal and i actually think because it was just a male male it was just a male running emoji at the time right yes okay got it okay and so now 
there's a female one and there's a bunch of other ones added too. I mean, there's, there's like a wealth of emojis now. So I don't, I don't have anything to do with those. They're, can, they're always releasing new ones. Can, <laughs> can we do a separate show on the fact that, that in 2019 we have a commission for emojis? emojis yeah. yeah. What's amazing. Can we get someone on from the uh, commission? Yes, yes. Do you know yeah. anybody there, just, Molly? Just put a pin in that. Yeah. Give us an address. <laughs> give us a contact. Connect. And then let's put a pin yeah, in the subject. Well, it's actually really interesting. It's, it's the Unicode Consortium, and they're technically um, meant to be dealing with, like, different kinds of punctuation and characters and symbols from other languages. But, like, but no one year, cares about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> in the year 2019, people really only care about emojis because that's kind of, like, become their, their biggest <laughs> They're so angry. They're like, probably, like, English snobs, yeah. book snobs, yeah, literary like snobs. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Totally, so. uh, that's very very cool. I, you, you don't get royalties, I'm sure, right? For every time I no, every time Farley <laughs> uses the female nope. emoji, right, female running. I was going to tell specific, every... yeah, Got specific it. language saying there is no money tied to emojis. <laughs> okay. <so>. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, all right, and then uh, I had one other question, but Docs, I know you uh, like to talk about Notre Dame. I don't know if you want to um, talk about Notre Dame. Okay, I, I can, high school or Notre Dame College, a, or it's not. It's University of Notre Dame. It's not Notre Dame College, right? But we say Notre Dame College for a separate reason. Okay. <laughs> but you you are a, a two-time Notre Dame champ. Like you 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 conquered it in high school, you conquered it in in college. Have you ever been to Notre Dame in Paris? Um I have not actually. I've I've been in Paris. We did not She doesn't vacation. Original. She doesn't vacation. Yeah. Remember that? Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Um and we probably asked you this last time, but you didn't select your college based on your being Notre Dame, you didn't want to change your gear out. I'm sure you're asked um, that all the time. Yeah, that was just a coincidence. Okay. Total coincidence. Oh, there are a ton. There are a lot of Notre Dame University fans in Elmira, New York. So I don't know if it's because of the high school or um, what, but yeah. All right, Molly. Well, Julie kind of stole my thunder on this one because I wanted to ask. Uh, Good job, Julie. If you were thinking Thank you. Of, Thank you. If you're, you know, thinking about the Olympics and what the future is going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be 35. If Wikipedia is right and Wikipedia is never wrong, uh, you're going to be 35 at the end of this month. Um, is It seems logical that you run the Olympics and you ride off into the sunset. Um, any thoughts on what is 2020 and beyond look like? Yeah, I think it's it's hard to think more than one year at a time. Just um, it's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Definitely want to get through the Olympics. And then 2021 um, is pretty tempting, too, because we have a world championships mm. in uh, Oregon. Just, so oh, it'd be wow. cool to do like an American world championships. And um, I probably would be thinking of trying to run the marathon there mm-hmm. um, and then maybe trying to start a family after that. Who knows? Yep. Like. You just take it. I think I'll be taking it one race at at a time at that point and just see what my body lets me do. Julie just uh, fist pumped when you said uh, starting a family <laughs> after that. We're breaking news all over the place here on Pace the Nation. We'll, we'll probably still be having kids at that point, so <laughs> I, I know, can give you some tips. <laughs> do, do, you still run with, do you still run with Kim Smith at all? I mean, I know she's got yeah. two kids, and she's probably yep. fit, though, I would imagine, right? Of course yeah. she is, yes. Yeah. So you run <laughs> yeah, with her and she, see her. Yeah, every once in a while I do like 30 or 40 minutes with Kim and same with Roisin. Um, they yeah. stay pretty fit and they're living the mom life for sure. 
Oh, that mom life. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm sure Julie will try to recruit you. But after Oregon in 2021, see, I'm just putting words in her mouth. This is not fair. I'm just trying to get a headline We're on. We're going to have to get a second Murphy <laughs> bed for our basement. <laughs> I know. I'm, I, you know, I, I, you're right. It's it's one step at a time. The uh, Well, the world champions, championships mm-hmm. uh, at the end of September and then the Olympic trials uh, marathon. And that's really all you can focus on, I'm sure, right? Yeah, especially when your future is dictated by your muscle cells. You just right. can't plan too far right. ahead, but right. that, that would be the ideal. Yeah. Right. Well, awesome. Well, Molly, uh, really appreciate your time. Um, it's been awesome to catch up. Uh, we look forward to uh, you know seeing you run here in Doha. Is it Doha, Qatar? Is that how you, how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Doha, Qatar at the end of September. Then uh, this, this team, uh, this team, uh, Pace the Nation will definitely be in Atlanta for the Olympic trials. Uh, so we won't see you in Do- Doha, but we'll definitely see you in Atlanta uh, in February. And possibly Eugene and, next year. And, possibly and we're planning on going to Tokyo. So, yeah. So, so all, all hey, easy, hey, easy. Ho- hope to see you there. Hey, she's focusing <laughs> awesome. on two, two yeah. things, one, one, one or two things at a time. Um, great stuff, Molly. Really <laughs> appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was great to talk to you, as always. Well, as always, super fun. With Molly Huddle, the Olympian, uh, multiple... U.S. champ 29 times. Awesome to have her join us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again to friend of the show, officially friend of the show. She didn't disagree. (laughs) Molly Huddle for joining us. She's a multiple Olympian. Uh, 29 times U.S. champ, multiple world teams. I mean, all kinds of accolades that uh, are super impressive. Um, Who counted those 29 championships? Did you, you know, that's did you good, verify that's that? That's a good uh, point. I think that's, USATF. I think, I think posted they did. something about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you haven't verified I, that. I, I haven't verified it. Actually, um, I would I would guess that maybe Julie would verify that because she made us look bad by doing research prior to the show. <laughs> I know. If you notice, she had a question based on talking to somebody else. Yeah, I know. Which you know, it's not sit well as a, a Pace Nation host doing. I'm going out. I was research. trying to go out strong, but apparently I need <laughs> to go out slow. <laughs> no, 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 no. To be allowed no. back. No, you, no, you did great. It was you great. Did. No, it was great uh thanks thanks to molly i I think we broke multiple uh stories on this Mm -hmm. i I didn't i wanted to kind of downplay that but now that she's not on i'm going to say that we did multiple uh she's going to have a family after oregon she's going to run until oregon uh she's a marathoner not a 10k runner Mm -hmm. i mean just a lot of headlines here that um i think i haven't seen before although i kind of feel like her saying that she was a marathoner was was it's like depends on what day of the week you ask yeah that's true all right yeah, I'm but let's grasping. break it anyway. I'm Who cares? <laughs> like we don't. Yeah. I just want to be head, in the headlines. Mm-hmm. It's just all about my ego. I, I am excited, though. Uh, I was get, listening to her. Uh, we've had multiple guests on who are going to be competing in Atlanta at the trials. But I'm kind of getting fired up for, um, you know, the world championships. And then we got, you know, so that's September and then rolls into uh, February, the Olympic trials. Uh, then the Olympic trials next year, less than a year away. He's making a list, um, Julie. Yeah, and then the Olympics. Checking so, it twice. I mean, it's it is he it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of getting exciting. It's, it's exciting. It's 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 kind of that time of, time of uh, 
the every four years. It's where the it's, time of that four-year cycle. Yeah, it's, it's kind well, of Well, it's a little inside. reminiscent, too, because I think we remember what it was like to be a year out and feeling, a year, feeling like a year out was a really short timeline because mm-hmm. you start to break it into cycles of training, and that's where she is right now. She can break down her cycles of training now through March and then into, you know, the, the latter half of the year. So it's just an exciting time. It's like the penultimate year. Yep. That was Molly Huddle uh, at Molly Huddle on Instagram and Twitter. Definitely, like I said, give her a follow. All right, guys, I mentioned that we have this kid birthday party. Um, I mentioned that. One of your kids. Yeah, well, both of our kids. They're both born Mm -hmm. in August. One's one. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a a joint birthday party. It's a joint birthday party. How long are you guys going to be able to pull that trick off? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think they're going – they're starting to realize – the older one who's going to be three, August 30th. So it's kind of – we're doing it right in between. Mm Mm-hmm. He is starting to realize the significance of the birthday, and mm-hmm. he wants his birthday all to himself, all to his own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure he's going to want to share it for much longer. So this shelf life might, might be, be this might be it. Are you going to get them bunk beds and make them share a room? Yes. Yes, I think that. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. Uh, I think that's going to be the only time I hang out with Chris and Julie. So we have to kind of get. <laughs> I, think that's, some of this I, think that's I think it's really cool and important. I mean, I shared a room with my brother and mm-hmm. I know a lot of siblings. I too. shared a room with my brother. Yeah. And look how you guys turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um, so this kid's birthday party. So what we're doing and, and the birthday parties have gotten out of control. They've gotten totally out of control. Yeah. And we're and, contributing. And we're contributing to this. <laughs> yeah. We are going on the Potomac mm-hmm. on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And we're going to drive around the Potomac. Well, not drive. We're going to mm-hmm. float around the Potomac. They're going to shoot the water guns. They're going to all have pirate uh, eye patches on, and we're going to do the cupcakes and, and or cakes. I, I don't know what we do these cupcakes? days. Cupcakes. And <laughs> so inside, uh, just cupcakes, and, people. And and we we are going to, to to open presents there, and you know it's going to be a fantastic experience yeah. i'm really excited about it oh, you sound what, excited. I, what, what i'm worried about is what kind of precedent are we setting here that's exactly right that's well exactly okay right. so last year but and, I, and I signed off can, on this can don't I, get me wrong can i just jump in yeah uh neither one of your children has a cognitive memory yet <laughs> no so three you can years bail old on this. three years old okay. three years old they are capable of remembering here's the thing last Not year we had a birthday party in Bluemont Park. Yep. We didn't even, like, typical of us, this is like atypical of us actually having planned a party like, oh, yeah. several months in advance. You didn't make reservations. We didn't make reservations. Yeah. So we literally brought our own tables from Pacers yep. uh-huh. and put on plastic tablecloths that were blowing in the wind. I mean, our mm-hmm. ki- our kids were like walking through patches of mud to get to the tables, to get to their cupcakes. So this is overcompensating. And just played. Yep. So this year we thought, all right, let's do something, but... You know, our the problem, I guess, I don't know if it's a problem or not, but our, our backyard's not big enough to host anything. Right. And That's so where if we want to have a bunch of kids over it, the house itself. Because I... We both grew up just having birthday parties in our backyard. Right. And ultimately, you know, that's what we would really like to do. But anyway, mm-hmm. lots of excuses. So now we're on a pirate, pirate ship. ship. Well, I, I, Lisa Lisa Reeves, who's been on, who's been on this She's show a many times. She, she is a pirate. She is a pirate. Mm-hmm. So she had a birthday party on one of these. She was the first one to RSVP. Yeah. So, of course, she's coming. Um, but, you know, she had a birthday party on one of these ships, and it's pretty awesome. And the kids, I took our two kids. Julie was out of town at a meet. They had an unbelievable time. So there's no doubt that the kids on the uh, boat are, are mm-hmm. going to have a good time. I'm glad you're going to be there 
docs mm-hmm. because he's really good at watching kids, even though he doesn't have kids. <laughs> yes. And we're going to need some help. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, we're going to need some serious help because it uh-huh. is, I mean, it's fun, but you got to keep the, your eye on these kids. The last thing you need is a man overboard situation. Okay, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to have nightmares for the next no. few nights. No, but, but what, what do you think the chances are? Is it like, is it more likely that you're going to have a kid go overboard or me? <laughs> a parent, yeah. yes. Yeah. Or docs. Yeah. Or Chris. So uh, that's our birthday party. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, but I also think we need to, to say that at this stage, when they're this young, the parties are really about the parents. Yeah, it right. Is. Like it's, oh, We've got so many of our friends coming. I don't even know if they're bringing their kids, but it's a, uh, it's a party for all of us. It should, be, it should be like that because like every youth uh, birthday party that I got to, up until they're like you know four or five years old or whatever it is, it's just like the parents – standing helicoptering over their kid who's not interacting with the other kids mm-hmm. it's like everybody's just like in the same space mm-hmm. and you have cupcakes yeah that's, that's, what that's a the kid's common birthday theme party yeah is. well I, i'm i'm excited for saturday i'm going to close it with this um excited for saturday it sounds like some out-of-towners are coming so i guess i'm just going to have to go out with all the guys that night who are coming right. from out of town here we you know? go <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the only <laughs> reasonable thing that i could do uh, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Also, big shout out to uh, Saucony, who's a sponsor of the program this week. Saucony, a proud sp- sponsor of Molly Huddle for 12 years. Unbelievable. They've stuck with her and she's stuck with them. It's really, really cool. Uh, they're, they're a great sponsor. I, I told Molly I was wearing my switchbacks, my favorite trail running shoe right now. Um, so uh, Saucony's doing some awesome stuff, so give them a shot next time uh, you're in Pacers. So I like how you negotiated going out on Saturday night. Yeah. And you could be like, uh, sorry, Julie, format. We've already talked about the party. Right. We have to move on to the next segment. No time to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. We. Yeah, that's yeah. how I. And Brilliant. also, Brilliant. and also, you can say, well, now Case that closed. we've talked about it, I have to have a follow up to next week's podcast. So yeah. I have to talk about what happened on Saturday night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I we know how this works. We can't discuss this anymore, Julie. We need to yeah. move on to the next. We, segment. Move, we got okay. another next topic segment. to get to. We have a sponsor. Ah! Yeah. We have a sponsor to talk about. Um. So I, I, I mentioned that uh, I was running by Doc's. I'd run by Doc's house frequently. Okay? Yeah, with every, without ever every saying day. hello. <laughs> Almost every day. I like to run the same mm-hmm. sort of routine, although Molly was convincing me that changing up the routine might be a good idea. Yeah. But I run the same route most every single day. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, ran, I think it was a, a Sunday, ran by Doc's place. Uh-huh. Uh, you still weren't home. I'd right. picked up the mail a few times. So I, I run and pick up the mail to put it in the spot where you have me put put mm-hmm. it. Uh, Let's not get into too much yeah. detail here. <laughs> and as I run back, there is a dog that breaks through the fence that's oh, the in neighbors? the house right in front of you. Oh, okay. So the dog tears in the backyard, and I hear the family like yelling and like, "Oh, come back, Rover! What are you doing? Yeah, you know, Rufus. Go, go, going crazy." Uh-huh. I can relate to this very very well right because did our you dog, have your dog with no you i actually did not have the dog uh-huh. i was going to pick up our dog mm-hmm. funny enough mm-hmm. and i was having probably no, the funny. worst run of the year i was having my worst run okay and I, I, for whatever reason i didn't feel well or i didn't i don't think i ran the previous day so that mm-hmm. didn't that didn't set well with me so anyways i run get back on track after the dog in the backyard 
I dive in your backyard after the dog because it looked like a nice, friendly hound dog. Mm -hmm. So I miss, and she runs, or he runs, into the other neighbor's yard. And then the guy comes out, and um, he's, like, apologizing, yelling, and the dog eventually runs to him. So I'm, like, a little bit muddy, not having a great run. No wonder my backyard is all messed up. (laughs) And the guy thinks I'm going to be upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, pal, I got you, man. I heard, I heard he's got kids in the backyard. He had his in-laws over. He had the dog running wild. I was like, that's my life. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Did you tell him that? Yeah, I totally told him that. He's like, hey, you're Chris from Pacers. No. Yeah. So I was like, how do I know more neighbors in this area <laughs> than Doc's? He's lived here for years. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, yeah, you're Chris from Pacers. Oh, my gosh. So great to meet you. Uh, I'm running the Marine Corps. Name's Mike. He's got, like, two kids, three and one. He's got a crazy dog. Like, I mean, I was like, this is me. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's running Marine Corps. Uh, I was giving him some tips on Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd just come back from a run. And uh, he had his family over, and his dog was going crazy. And uh, really good guy. Yeah, so, I like them. I like yeah, them. Yeah, so you do actually know Mike and this, this, yeah. this, this. I mean, because it's literally right by Doc's house. Yeah. So this makes sense now because I was at home with the kids yeah. and Chris was gone for like two yes. hours. Yeah, that was the day I had the long run. I, and I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to tell you on the like, podcast. Yeah, I, I felt he was trying to make me feel bad. He's like, oh, I just felt so terrible today. Like, I had to stop all this time. Hanging out with this family. With Mike. Yeah. With Mike <laughs> talking about so, the Marine, Marine Corps, Corps Marathon. Marathon. Yeah. Great. So, I literally talked to Mike. I literally talked to Mike and it turns my entire run around. Like I feel good for the rest of the run. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you just need a good guy, a who good loses guy to, you know, to connect with. Yeah. And that's what turns your run around. You know, you never know what it's going to be. Like, and this day it was Mike. So Mike, thank you. I have a couple questions. Yeah. A couple follow up. Yes. Questions. Uh, first of all, did you tell him why you were in my yard? Yeah, yes, okay. I told him. Okay. Okay, it's like one of my best buddies from college. He was taking a college. mud bath in the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, best buddies from college. I, I, you know, I took it's taking his mail in. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that that was that that checked out. So it wasn't like yeah, okay. he was like, all right, who's this intruder uh, going back in this guy's and the, house? And the reason you're picking up my mail is because the U.S. Post Office doesn't stop my mail even when I put in a sub- <laughs> I'm like my mailman. Oh, and you know what else? Uh, since we're talking about Mike, the postman also leaves their front gate open. Oh, like like he goes in, he opens the gate, he delivers he their mail. It? So like I came back from my mail my run today, and their gate was open. I was like, they they close they don't the gate close for the... a reason. Huh. No, they close it, but I, every time the mailman comes, he leaves it open. So, so the dog actually could run out. And yeah, wow. yeah, and they have kids. Like they yeah. have kids that could get out. So that bothers me. I don't know if it bothers them that much, but every time I see it open, I always close their gate. See, good neighbor. Yeah, good neighbor. Um, That's one of those things that you do, and they don't even know. Yep. Now um, they do. So I Mike, uh, Mike, uh, if you're listening, good luck uh, in Marine Corps. Um, and keep and the thank, noise down. And th- <laughs> thanks for turning. They're, they're, they're good. They thanks never do anything for, for turning my run around. That was that was really really cool. Um, all right, so I wanted to switch gears a little bit here um, and talk about baseball. Uh, this show's kind of been all over the place, but we had an interesting tweet from uh, Mid Midpack Biped. Um, mm-hmm. Always enjoy uh, the tweets from everybody, uh, but Midpack uh, contributes regularly to our Twitter. So Midpack tweeted in about the Nats um, saying they had five players in the top 48 for wins above replacement, a geeky uh-huh. stat. Yeah. Um, and then 
there was a couple that were no longer with the Nats, and then you tweet back public breakups are really uncomfortable well, he, this for the is rest not, of us. This was not his first tweet. He he had like a a series of tweets, yep. like just like of anti Bryce Harper. And I noticed that there's a, there's a lot of DC people who like to uh, just continue to to pile on Bryce Harper who left. Yep, you know. So he was probably the same people who opened arms to Jason Worth when he showed up. Right, right. Who was from the Phillies? So mm-hmm. Bryce Harper obviously went to the Phillies. So he's interested to hear William Dox's take on that, and uh, also interested to hear. Uh, your take on Charlie Manuel taking As over the hitting, the coach. hitting coach. Charlie yeah. Manuel, who's 75 years old, yeah, taking over. Uh, as hitting coach, and I, I thought of an analogy, but I want to hear your take on on both those, and I'm going to tell you my analogy on uh, Charlie Manuel. Well, I I just think that people in D.C. My advice is get over Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Worth left the the Phillies after they won the World Series, uh, came to the Nationals, did really well for himself, got a, got a lot of money. I think he did a lot to Jason Worth did a lot to change the culture with the Nationals. And when I came out, I was one of the few people, Philly fans, who didn't boo him. I, I, he was my favorite national. Once he became a national, I was like, yeah, he helped win a World Series with the Phillies. I liked the guy. I, I continued to root for him, even if the nationals aren't my team. I, and I think that, that, that Washington will do much better if they could just get over the Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper went somewhere else. Right. Um, he's not playing great this year. Who cares? Right. Yeah, I'm over it. Juan Soto's better anyway. Um, but Charlie Manuel. See, see, it's stuff like that. I know, that. I know. It's like I, you're uh, not over shot. it. I know, I know. You're not okay. over it. Okay, all right. So Charlie Manuel, 75-year-old ex-manager who takes well, over as heading coach. if we had a competent manager in Philadelphia, Philadelphia probably won, would have won three to four World Series titles. They mm-hmm. got one under Charlie Manuel. Uh, so you're not a Charlie Manuel fan. I think that he is a, a hitting guru. Uh, I think that his, I think like his peak was a hitting coach, so I think it's a good move to bring him in. They're not hitting. Uh, I I like it. Who are you going to get like towards the end of the season? And they're trying something because there's not really people available that that are competent. And their hitting coach is is the fall guy. Whatever. I'm okay with it that they they brought Charlie Manuel in. Uh, he was already with the organization. And who cares? Who cares if he's well, 75 here, years old? Here's, here's the analogy I want to bring up that's sort of running related. And, mm-hmm. and I know Julie can maybe comment on this. So Charlie, puts Manu- phone down. Charlie Manuel, 75 <laughs> years old, right? Yeah. They He replaces this guy who was the hitting coach, who was big into analytics, who could relate to the young player. And yeah. I've read stories now. How the heck is a 75-year-old going to relate to these younger generation kids and who are, you know, He's four times their age. So you think this is like gags? So this is exactly. So my Mm -hmm. analogy is gags. Old Mm -hmm. school guy who doesn't need all the analytics, who coach who who was who was Julie's coach uh, at the New Jersey New York Track Club, who doesn't need all the fancy analytics and all the the stuff that 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 baseball is using or maybe track is using now. He's Charlie Manuel's like gags. Like gags is an old school guy who doesn't need. All the fancy. Okay, you've said that you're, right. you're stuck in a loop again. Right, right. Yeah. But is that is that a good analogy, Julie? Yeah, it's a great analogy. Um, I think that there's two types of coaches out there. There are those who um, work with analytics and work with a lot of data and very science based. And I think there are other coaches who are very culture based and very character based and also um, really 
are intuitive coaches. And so they get a lot of their information just from watching and reading players, reading athletes. Um, I think that's one of Gags's great strengths, um, s- certainly similar to Centrowitz, um, very, very similar in the way that they coach. Um, so, yeah, I mean, data can be, you know, a huge factor in that. And I think a lot of young coaches are trying to figure out that balance between the two. All right. So that is your answer, mid-pack biped. So I wanted mm-hmm. to bring it back to running. So, Julie, thank you for bailing me out with that uh, good analogy there. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a big announcement still coming. I'm going to not going to, not going to announce it today. Okay. Uh, it's another tease. We've got a big announcement, big news coming with Pacers running. Uh, we will break that news on this program. Maybe next week, maybe the following week. Uh, the moral is you just got to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you got to listen and hopefully Tess's people. Is that a moral? Well, the, hopefully Tess's uh, co-workers are still listening, too. Oh, they're, yeah. They're yeah. Waiting for is Tess outside? Is she about to come in? <laughs> yeah. I think she might be on next week's show. Well, oh. Julie, um, great job. Um, will you come back and co-host? Sure. We can. Thank we can, you. We can, as long as I can sit across from Docs. We can hash out our problems <laughs> on, on the air. Uh, let's, do a, let's do a, a, a separate show that's like marriage counseling. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, and I'll, I'll be the referee. <laughs> That actually could be might be a great role for you. That'd be that would be helpful. <laughs> I can I can translate Farley. I speak fluent Farley. <laughs> <laughs> I I struggle in Farley. So, all right, great show, guys. One of our best lately. <laughs> They're less frequent mm-hmm. lately. I'm but not sure what lately timeline is because yeah. mm-hmm. we haven't had any shows. Well, you got to start listening. You got to start listening again. It's episode <laughs> 202 in the books. We're gonna get back on track here as it's the a fall. palindrome. Yeah, it is as the fall uh, is upon us. Thanks to Molly Huddle for joining us today on the show. Uh, a great episode with her. Uh, follow her Twitter, Instagram, social media at Molly Huddle. Uh, she's a great follow. Thanks to our co-host, guest co-host for the day. Well, you know, a regular rotating co-host, Julie Cully. It's at Julie Cully. It's at William E. Docs. I'm Chris Farley at Run Pacer. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.
Yeah. We got Julie and we got Docs. Uh, you'll remember Docs um, from the last time we were you were in town. I think the last time we did this, you were um, in our house. We recorded in yeah. our house. Yeah. So that was the last <laughs> time you were on the famous Pace the Nation podcast. Nope. Not no? true. Oh, that's true. She, she episode two hundred. She right. asked a question. That's right. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, my sound bite. Yes, <laughs> that was awesome. A a great new co-host. I'm not sure how she's going to do, um, Julie, but um, we'll see. So this they've, is her. they've every other co-host is born yeah. left, yeah. and so <laughs> they've they've gone to the bottom of the barrel, and here I am. Actually, Pacenation Pace is like the the drummer from Spinal Tap. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know what that means. I don't know what does the drummer from Spinal Tap mean. We'll talk. We'll, hey. s- we'll watch that movie later. All right, all right. I don't know what that means. Today I went to Earl's and I got a chicken sandwich with provolone cheese on top and a guy spilt his soda all over me he did what (laughs) (laughs) it was a great lunch thanks for asking molly what's your go-to order at the huddle house (laughs) (laughs) i think i have been to huddle house once or twice do you eat for free there I I sh- I don't know. I need to ask for a sponsorship or something. <laughs> I know. Well, they, had, that. they had salad waffles. I think that's what I got. There you go. Waffles. <laughs> awesome. Um, turn your mic a little bit, please. Don't worry about looking at Chris when you talk. Just make sure you're talking to the top of the mic. I should just talk to you. Mm-hmm. Well, you can turn it as well, so you don't have to look at me either. <laughs> I like to look at you. It's fine. Oh no. <laughs> oh man, it's getting. I knew it was going to get weird. I look at him all day long. <laughs> um, I just look at the trees. I know. I was watching your mom like circle around I know. the street. Docs is waving her. <laughs> I know. She never she's just, just uh, she's totally in her own world. world. All right, let's uh, let's do the intro. <laughs> <Get it. coughs> All right, here we go. <coughs> 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 Quiet on set, please. Must be something going around here. Here's a, a producer's note. Yeah. Can you introduce Molly Huddle as our next guest, who once got. A ride to the airport from Docs, and also a 29-time champion. Can can we do yeah. that? Like may, she's yeah. known for yeah. uh, giving yeah. me a five-star okay. rating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's an so, Easter egg. That's an Easter egg. <laughs> next <enough>. up, two-time <laughs> Olympian, multiple-time World Championship participant. She's got 29 U.S. track and road titles, and she wants was driven to the airport by docs. It's Molly Huddle next year on Pace the Nation. And she gave me a five-star rating. No, we're not going to introduce her with that. But all right, <laughs> let's, let's go on to the next. I think it's a great analogy. What's your question? So my question is to... Uh, yeah, where are you going with this? Yeah, my question is... Uh, 